Hi, I'm Leslie Adamas, and welcome to Race Forward, a weekly podcast on God and race relations. This is a progressive, faith-filled conversation that will anger you, encourage you, and equip you. Thanks again for joining us today. You picked a great day to listen in. Here is my friend and the host of Race Forward, Pastor Chuck Allen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Race Forward, God and Race Relations. And as always, I'm with my friends, Mal Manessis and Karan Boston. And honestly, what we have here is an old white guy, a super cool black dude, and a brown guy that I have the most admiration for because he's one of the smartest people I know, Mal Manessis. So, Karan, Mal, welcome, guys. As always, I love this with you. I want to jump into a segment that we just get to right out of the gate, and I think it's highly relevant in all of our communities, and that is how do we actually use the right words to speak with one another and refer to one another? Like, Mal, do I say Latino or do I say Hispanic? What it, What is the proper way for me to be able to communicate to brown men and women so that I speak intelligently and gracefully? Thank you, man. Thank you for asking that question. First off, uh, we are not all Mexican just because we are brown. Uh, the term is not Mexican. Some people might even consider it derogatory, although I, I would love to be Mexican. Uh, the, the, the right term uh, for those that speak Spanish is Hispanic. And for those that come from Latin America, that includes people from Brazil that speak Portuguese is Latinos because Latinos are people that speak languages that come from a Latin root. So if they are Spanish speakers, then they are Hispanics. If we come from a, a country that speaks a language based on Latin, then we are Latinos, and that includes Brazil. Okay, wow. So honestly, then the, this is really kind of, you've, you've touched base on something that's a really big deal, and that is to know those things, mm-hmm. it is most important for us to know people. And right. no people then is to figure out the right verbiage. Karan, help us understand this because I think I think most white people, especially older folks like me, would probably want to know, okay, is is it appropriate to refer to people as black or as African American? Or what is the proper verbiage? Yeah, man. Look, first of all, I'm glad you're even bringing this up because it is something that is very simple, but when done wrong, it could be a big thing. Mm. And so, like, you want to make sure that when we offer these simple solutions that the people who you are hanging out with, associating with, know that you know them well enough to know how to refer to them. I can't, I cannot stress enough how many people that I said, hey, my name is Karan, and they call me Corn or something crazy <laughs> like that. And so getting Corn. the name right proves... <laughs> Yeah, getting the name right proves that you have a, a relational a relationship that you've invested time I'm in. With so you, bro. I'm, I'm going to say simply put, just say black. And this is why I say that. Uh, everybody who lives in America that is black is not an African-American. You can be a Jamaican-American. You can be a, a, a Caribbean-American. There are black people all across this globe that have found their way here, some by force, some by happenstance, some just wanting to be here, who don't identify with the phrase African-American. For example, I wouldn't call a person who moves here from Korea a Chinese-American, would I? 
No, I wouldn't because he's not from China. He's from Korea. It's that simple, y'all. It's that simple. He may be Asian, but he is not Chinese. He is a Korean American. And if you can get that right, you can get the whole thing right. What both of you guys have said rings true with me because, like, I, it never phases me when somebody refers to me as a, a white guy, right? Just because, mm -hmm. I mean, really, I can't hide that, right? I mean, although there are times I'm as brown as Mal, you yeah. cannot hide, hide the fact that I'm a white dude, right? So, like, mm -hmm. I don't expect people to call me a Caucasian, right? I mean, that just sounds weird. Uh, but the concept of recognizing because you're black doesn't mean that you came from Africa, right? I mean, that's the whole yeah. point. Like, you're talking about an Asian-American. I'd refer to them as an yeah. asian person right and i would when mal talks about okay not everybody who is in america that is brown came from mexico regardless of how many shows you watch about the cartels on netflix right, right. so at the end of the day this always this all comes down really quran to what you're going to lead us through the rest of the show which is the single best way to not sound like a fool when you're talking to a person of color is a get to know them mm, and B, right. if you're unclear, ask. Right. I mean, just graciously don't it's, don't be like a goofball like, you know, so how do we call all you people? I mean, don't be stupid. I, but I do think the key is if if I care enough as a human to know Quran, then I shouldn't have a problem saying, Quran, would you like for me to refer to you as an African-American or as a black man. There, there shouldn't be awkward if I simply am gracious enough that I want to know you, which kind of leads to your points through the rest of the show about go ahead and have a meal with you, talk with you and celebrate together. These things shouldn't be that difficult if we're acting more like Christ, right? That's true. That's true. And what we have to offer you guys as simple solutions is this eat, speak, and celebrate. Mm. I feel that if we can get to doing those things, we will live in gospel unity and it'll be beautiful. And, and when we talk about the first thing being eat, you know, that's the whole idea of that we spend time with one another and fellowship with one another. And so we get to know one another. Actually, I'm gonna throw it back at you, Chuck. Uh, what's what do you think is important about what happens at a dinner table or what happens while you're sharing a meal with a person that helps you get to know? Them? I believe this is a great question, Karan. I, I believe it is physically impossible. And I mean this. I believe it's physically impossible to sit across the table and break bread together and keep the mask on of trying to prove you're something else. I mean, number one, nobody's pretty when they're chewing, right? I mean, nobody's pretty when they chew. And there's a there's an even there, it's like the ground all gets level when you come to the table to share a meal, because a it's something we all do. B, we all have convos at the table and C, I think there's no place like a table sharing a meal to be able to have conversations that matter. And you know who proved that more than anybody was the Lord Jesus. No, I mean, like, think about it. Jesus Amen. have a convo with a, a guy that's lost as Hogan's goat. So he tells him to come down a tree and says, let's go to your house and eat and have a party. And there at the table is where he does some very cool stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so man. I think it's physically impossible to remain a bigoted jerk. If you're mm. sitting across the table from somebody that is different color than you are and you're sharing uh, like fried shrimp, especially.
Right. Yeah. And and to me, man, I feel like what resounds in that conversation is a question that I have to ask myself. Does my dinner table look like on earth as it is in heaven? Does Ooh. what come in my home, what is reflected in my home, look like what Jesus taught us how to pray about? Like we in heaven, we will be together. There's not going to be a white house, a black house, a brown house, an Asian house, Indian house. There's not going to be a different house. There's t- literally yeah. just going to be our house. house. And and that is what it ought to be like. We get a chance to break down these dividing walls of ignorance when we learn about each other's similarities through that education at the dinner table as well. And so when we do that, when we go from eating and we do learn, we now have a chance to speak from personal experience about what we learn. Mal, I'm going to toss it at you, man, because when we talk about the next step, and that is to speak, uh, speak to your people, speak to my speak people, speak to all people. Mm. What do you have to say about the importance of speaking? Man, I, I think that you guys are, are hitting the nail on the head. You know, when you speak, uh, there's there's intention, you know, behind the speaking, whether you're asking a question or whether you're answering a question, you, you, you're involved. You know, you want to know and you want other people to know. So uh, for my people specifically, you know, don't don't come from a place. Don't assume uh, that uh, people are coming from a place where they think everybody has ill intentions uh, when they're when they're talking to you, you know, because we, we tend to assume because, you know, our people have suffered. Our people have gone through a lot. So when somebody asks a question, then there's that reaction of, hey, you know, why do you want to know? You know, are you assuming it? Don't don't also be um, don't don't you don't be what you're accusing other people you know to be. So don't don't assume that they're coming from ill intentions. Um, maybe they call you a Mexican because they really think that you are a Mexican. You know, don't don't take it the wrong way. I would be proud and honored to be a Mexican, although I'm Salvadorian. Uh, it could be that this is all they know. So don't be afraid to educate. You know, speak you to know your what, what you just said, Mal. To me, mm-hmm. is this might be one of the most powerful concepts that we've talked about. Because if if you don't know, it's better right. to just talk. There's no yeah. place better to talk than at a meal. I mean, uh, there's just nothing like it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think I got to know more about Quran eating with him than I did in 15 chats like team members, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's how it works. But, by the way, Mal, you and Laura are on for dinner Friday night, right? Yes, we are. You know what? Because we're going to get to know a lot about Cuban food. Bless <laughs> Now you're talking. Yeah. Sorry, Karan. Off topic there for just a minute. Get us back in line because the eating thing is where you do the best speaking. And I think that's when we break down what Mal's talking about is you get past the my people and your people and get into talking about our people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if it stops being about me and it stops being about you and it starts being about us, then I think what happens is the we overcomes the me. <laughs> That's yeah. good. And see, the thing is that, man, it's never going to change if you get peed off 
at other people's attention. You know, when, when you assume and you get ticked off and you just stop talking to Abed, they exactly. don't know anything. They're ignorant. Well, you know, don't be afraid to speak out and, and right. say, you know what? This is who I am. This is where I came from. Mexico is part of North America. But then there's these other countries, you know, down south that also speak Spanish. You know, so educate, educate. And also when people want to teach you, be open to learn. That's how we're going to change this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. one thing, Ron, that uh, I've heard you say this before, that one of the ways you do that is you have enough boldness to encourage people who are hurting. That's correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, just go be bold enough to recognize that you have been given a God-given opportunity to speak into a hurting life. That's correct. So and and you, be, have be to, you have to be yes. you have to be bold enough in order to speak across a cultural bearer like you. You there. You look at it as look. There's things I definitely know that I don't know about being white. There's things I know I don't know about being brown. When I go to speak uh, to a black person, a brown person, a white person that's hurting, and I'm not, I don't identify with their culture. I need to be, I need to be wise about how I'm doing it. But at the same time, I need to be have enough courage to do it mm. and so but, see, but uh, if, if you use it as a platform if that's your that's your beginning sentence then you're opening up a door uh you know of empathy of saying okay yeah. this dude doesn't understand what he's talking about but he wants to learn yeah so all the reactions that you could potentially get if you mm-hmm. just spoke out of ignorance then all those are out the door right you know, you know what, though, but mal part of what you just said kind of leads to quran's third point though which is, you know, if, if you're going to get at a level playing field at the table and you're going to have boldness to speak into someone's life with a fresh word of graciousness, kindness, Christ-likeness, then I think it takes a lot of boldness to celebrate who those people are. I mean, not what you want them to be, not what you think they should be, but celebrate who they are. So, you know, mutual yeah. celebration I think breaks down a billion walls mm-hmm. when, when somebody has the courage to look at somebody else and say, and mean it good for you, you know, yeah. good for you. I think there's something, I, I knew a guy that back in the day that had a, uh, had a huge impact on my, my life in ministry. And he was so sincere. He'd look at anybody when they had something in their life that, that had gone on and he'd say, good for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've picked that up from then. And I thought, I love it when, when somebody can look across a table and say, good for you. That's awesome, bro. That's huge. My my mentor used to tell me all the time, celebrate what you want to see more of. And mm. if you don't do that, you communicate a message that it is unwelcome. It is unwanted, uh, which does. I'm um, thank you. Thanking you for opening that door, because our third point is celebrate. Y'all, we are all every single one of us is created in the image of God. You cannot get outside of that. And what happens when you celebrate cross-cultural success or you celebrate uh, each other, you uplift one another. What you're doing is you're uplifting the glory of Christ. You're uplifting the glory of God because he is the one who created, designed them the way in which they were. Differences in our culture should not be uh, should not be elevated, but they should be celebrated. We don't want to elevate our differences and say, okay, well, we do this, so we're better than you. No, 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 no. You do that, you fall into sin. You you start falling into the sin of favoritism. You start falling into a superiority mindset, which is pride, which is basically the root of every (laughs) sin. I'm going to slow down preaching here, but know this, the glory (laughs) of God is revealed in all people, and you cannot love God and hate your brother. 
So celebrate your brothers. Eat with them. Speak for them. Speak up for them. Use your platform to speak and leverage uh, leverage it to a point where you're able to shift the toxic climates of your space. We get down to doing these three simple solutions, and I'm promising you guys, we will see an impact made in the conversation of race relations. Yeah, it, may, it may sound simple, but these three things are significant because mm-hmm. most of them don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Man, I, I I made the mistake of saying this phrase to my wife. She is white. She is a Southern Belle from North Carolina, and I am as brown as you can as you can get from El Salvador. And we were getting to know each other, and 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 she I can't remember what it was, but it was a cultural thing. And I said this phrase. I said, "You just never understand. You'll just never understand mm-hmm. because you're not Latino." And she got so mad at me, and then she followed up with a phrase and said, well, then teach me. Yes. Wow. Teach me. Then let me know. Teach me. I want to learn. I want to know. And we've been together for years and years and years now, you know, because we've taken the time to teach each other, you know, and it's it's worked out. Mal, we got to come back and visit that. Yo, you open up a door there for some candid conversations that I would love for us to dive into. Let me let me finish this with a challenge. And then, Mal, I'm telling you, uh, within a few weeks here, maybe even next week, um, I would love for us to, to dive into that more because being brown married to a white woman, I know y'all have some mm-hmm. conversations behind closed doors that the rest of the world needs to hear. I know that many people yeah. are having these conversations behind their own doors with their mixed families that nobody yeah. understands. And, and yes, we want to go there. We are going to go there. But let me say this. Yo, Jesus tore mm-hmm. down some cultural and gender barriers by modeling these three solutions. He ate he ate with sinners. <laughs> he people people criticized him for doing it. Uh, he spoke up about the oppressed. All right, uh, and he celebrated the glory of God revealed through his people. And he encouraged us, y'all. He encouraged us to see each other in the same way. Mm-hmm. My challenge to y'all is set up a meal, just like I just heard Mal and Chuck finna set up a meal with each other. Y'all set up a meal with somebody who don't look like you. And tell us about it. Tell us about it on RaceForwardPodcast.com. Yo, have the conversations that are needed to be had. I promise you having it over a meal is way, way better, way more intentional, and it does open doors for good conversation than any other way that I've ever seen. Um, But like I said, y'all, next week, look, we were planning on continuing to have conversations about what the church is doing with race relations, but I think it would be important for us to uh, put that on pause, dive into some conversations that people are having right now in their own homes, and let's just explore these topics, man, as candid conversations behind a closed door. That sounds great. Yeah, let's go for it. Well, look, y'all, it's been good. Mal. Get your wife out here next week, man. We want to chat with her. You, My man, I got you. you guys have got to, you're, y'all going to bless us. Y'all going to bless us. Uh, no doubt. Well, I say we wrap this bad boy up and uh, close up for the week and say to everybody, thanks for being so faithful and being a part of Race Forward yes. and Race Relations. Uh, you know, one thought I had, Koran, is why not have a, uh, why not have a couple or a family or a couple of families join you for dinner? and listen to this particular broadcast together mm-hmm. and let that stir up and instigate your conversation. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's a winner. All right, y'all. 
I'm throwing y'all virtual peace sign. Y'all be safe out there. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week with Canvas Conversations with Mal and Laura. Sounds good. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.